You're listening to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I, I really need it. Hello. Hi. Welcome to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa, but we're not done. Ah! This beautiful Sunday evening for us, I don't know what day is going to be for you. Um, we're joined by the beautiful, the bold Troy McKeady from Dunzo <laughs> Podcast. Hi. Ah! Yay. Hi. How are you guys? Who would have thought that Good. the three of us have spent the last 40 minutes trying to figure out... <laughs> The simplest things that millennials will. I wait, wait, Troy, are you a millennial? Oh, wait, Katie, are you a millennial? I am a millennial. <laughs> the you the- millennials. <gasps> I'm Gen X. Disease. Oh, yeah, it's disease. Disease. It's disease. I was used to you guys. I was used to you guys being the youngest. Yeah, the, the Gen okay, Zs are so like the, the, the TikTokers. Yes, they're the creating the TikToks. We're just watching them. Yes. The TikToks could have done this in 40 seconds. It took us 40 <laughs> minutes. We, we have now become a small family unit yep. of differently lit family members. Yeah. Katie's yes. got the good lighting. I have the target lighting. Troy has the mood lighting. I'm in a well. Very, the seductive uh, <laughs> mood. <laughs> Troy's got the baby Jessica. Jessica in the well. Oh my God. Are you guys, are you guys like old enough to get that reference? Yes. Because I remember it actually. I remember it, my family went out to dinner in the middle of it. Like we came back and the news was still on, and like I was fully cognizant of the baby Jessica. Yeah. I'm giving you baby Jessica quarantine. Oh. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> oh, so what we're talking about? Some scandals. Some scandals. Celebrity scams. Celebrity scandals. Um, none of us know who. Has picked like what topic, what people, what scandalous tidbits of information that we have. So it should be a surprise. Yeah, we say a little prayer that we didn't double dip. Yes. I'm gonna guess we didn't because it's, I, this is three roads that run somewhat parallel on the same freeway of love. Right. Yes. But we do all have our own lane, I think. Yes. I, I'm feeling this. This is like a Mario Kart kind of situation. Like we're all in Zebra cars. We have special different powers. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love a grumpy old man. So any sneak peek into what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were just referencing me. Okay. I love it. Oh. I'm like, oh. me? <laughs> I saw that man go up. Oh. I was like, I'm a grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh should we should we get into it? Should we do it? Let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. So I have spoken about this in the past. Y'all know I love me some older men. So my scandal just involves Paul Hollywood from Great British Bake Off and all of his oh. horrid, amazing. <gasps> Did you do the same? No. Oh, your face. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. One, I didn't know that there were more Scandies to there be There are so many. I didn't either. I was searching just for the one scandal. There's so many, and it gets so uncomfortable and so good. Okay. Oh, I love it. So for those of you that don't know who Paul Hollywood is, he is like the silver fox blue-eyed superstar of the Great British Bake Off. 
He was coined the George Clooney of cooking, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Weird flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> is he though? And then I know that Noel on the show calls him old blue eyes a lot, which is great. Um, but he also had, when he emerged in like 2010, he had this like nice guy appeal too, I guess, because of his marriage to his wife, Alex or Alexandra Hollywood, which was for like a 19 year marriage. So his first scandal, 2013, Mr. Paul travels to the United States where he's hosting the American, I think it's the American version of the Great British Bake Off baking competition. Okay. He struck up an affair. He's still married to wife Alex with a fellow judge and TV chef, Marcella Valladolid. I think it's how you would make it. Vila Senor or something? Yes. Something like that. I think it's like V-A-L-L-O-D-O-L-I-D. She's gorgeous. Yeah. 35. Paul was around like 47 at the time. Okay. So they strike up an affair, a uh, romantic whatever. They, they're spotted on holiday in uh, Mallorca. She brings her nine-year-old son on this holiday. So with the news reports and the tabloids, which are so big in the UK, like. Um, they were saying like, oh, they looked like a nice little like family. Like they're out on a nice little family. He's still married, by the way, to Alec when this is all happening. So when finally he returns, the show's a flop and then like the affair gets underway as well. And like it all out in the US and the show's not doing very well. So that kind of gets canceled. Then he goes back to the UK where he splits with his wife in, and this was like in 2013. So this is like three years after his initial success with the Great British Bake Off. 2013, he is back in the UK now. So he's had the affair, back in the UK. So he splits, he goes on like a break with his wife. And he moved out into like, like a bachelor pad type thing. And then he declared the affair was a mistake. And Alex took him back. So they kind of got back together, sort of trying to work it out. Okay. Okay. So that doesn't last long. So 2017, they announce their, like, official split. Like, the wife and Paul, they're splitting. So this is when it gets a little bit more fun. So Paul meets his future girlfriend, Summer, which is the really young one. She's, like, 23 or so at the time in 2017 when they meet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she is, okay, this is my favorite part. She's a barmaid from their local pub, and they met allegedly because Paul was hiring this local pub to host a birthday party for his then wife. This was pre the split, Alex. So that's how he met Summer. They tried to say, oh, we were just friends and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't really officially anything happening, but there's all this eyewitness, all these eyewitness accounts, paparazzi saying, like, Disputing that. So they get together. So Paul and Summer are together. This is 2017. During the same year is the alleged Candice Brown cook-off <laughs> contestant scandal. So it is after the Pride of Britain Awards after party. And there are th like three pictures that surface. Paul and Candace are the only... So Candace, for those of you that don't watch the show, Candace was a contestant on The Great British Bake Off. And they're at this, the Pride of Britain Awards, like, after party together. 
And they're the two of the only Great British Bake Off people there. So they're talking and they're like chumming. They take like, you know, photos together. And there are three photos that pop. The biggest, most scandalous one for a lot of people was the kiss. So there's a photo of what they claim, what Candace and Paul claim to be a goodbye kiss was Paul has his like hand on the back of her neck. Like it's like an intense goodbye kiss. <laughs> and he's like leaning in super hard and like grabbing like the back of her hair and doing like a kiss. Okay, so maybe we'll give him that, that it's like a goodbye, different like English way of kissing goodbye, whatever. Right. So the, there's one picture out of the three that to me is way more damning. It's her caressing like the side of his face. Like it's like uh she's got like his like playing with his ear and the eyes that she's giving him, that one to me says way more yeah. like there's something going on. That's a weird move, right? I don't know any friends that I like caress the side of their ear as I'm going, like, see you later. It, it's I mean, right? come on. Right. That is so intimate to like rub somebody's ear and like neck. Yes, to just like do a sweet, soft little like, what would you like a brush? A brush yeah. of the cheek. Vanessa, the next time I see you, I'm just going to do like a brush of the cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye. I was about to say the next okay, time we see each other. Like a full on. Like, I'm looking at the photos right Voldemort now. Voldemort. Kiss of the cheek. So that happened in 2017. And Candace was engaged at the time. She's no longer engaged to that guy anymore. Um, so that was her scandal side. Mm-hmm, and then Paul's. Okay. So. now. That was all happening in 2017, the same time that Paul was dating Summer. So Summer and Paul still dating in 2017. They dated for about two years or so, but eventually they called it quits in like, I think it was like August of 2019. Okay, so I've seen two different like reasons, and Paul is still technically married at this point as well, Um, but they call it quits in 2019. And I've seen that Summer claims it was like sort of like, it was all the paparazzi and all the media attention that like sort of put a rift into the relationship because it was with Paul Hollywood. However, the other accounts is that Paul had her sign a non-disclosure agreement in their relationship. Couldn't talk about their sex life, couldn't talk about their like intimate affairs, couldn't talk about his money. So they're donezo. But now Paul is dating the landlady of his local pub. Melissa Spaulding, and the two allegedly moved into a house together that Paul originally purchased for the 23-year-old Summer when they were together. So now he has a new bar lady, Melissa, who is, they're now together, living together. And this is like September 2019 when photos started coming out. And he was divorced in 2019 as well, officially, July 19th, 2019, from Alex, but then was dating Summer, and then also now Melissa, who lives in a house with him that he originally bought for Summer. What the fuck? He must just be like, he honestly must be one of those men that just like lives up to like the hype. Like you're willing to just be thrown through hoops. Yeah. Because Paul like, Hollywood lives up to all the things. Is that D good? It, has it must to be good. Be. I mean, it's crazy. Cause like Troy has a a thing that he has said that I have 
started to steal in my own private life. The he's got the type of dick that you will let him ruin your credit. For. <laughs> like you meet <laughs> Paul Hollywood and you say, "Ruin my credit, sir." Oh my yeah. god, Take he it. does owe Take her four thousand dollars too. He owes Stop. um. Summer, $4,000. And she was suing him, but then she dropped the claims. There's something, I don't know what the $4,000 or 4,000 pounds is about. He's, he like, it. Yeah. he's got, it. like, would you mind if I take out a loan on your name, Dick? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Could you yeah. co-sign on this for me, please? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Is it the car thing? Like, what is it? I mean, those eyes are nice. I mean, I would hit. Would oh, he's hit. beautiful. Okay. I've, I'm an avid great british bake-off watcher there was insane like daddy bottom chemistry betwixt sir hollywood and candace of the bold lip uh there was he negged her all the time like uh she was one of she ended up winning her season so she won and she never really did a terrible job, but even when everybody was like praising her and she would start to like, mm, like purse her lips and get a little like, oh, shut. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. say, like, well, next time, you know, but next time try this, you know, a little, little like, you know, um, he would say, you know, think about the substance, not just like how it looks next time or something. It was always like a little thing from him. And she would, you know, you could see her like, <gasps> like a little flush to her face and a little like, oh. <gasps> Daddy, thank you. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> thank you, Daddy Hollywood. Don't you there love, was though, that crazy that's like, sexual tension between them. But the, that's happening as Mary Berry is standing next to him, like, hard munching on bread to, like, make sure it's got, like, the bite. <laughs> those side, really those hard. side bites, because her front teeth are the fake ones. She's yes. like, <laughs> She's chewing on crisp. that side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Side crisp crackers on the side. Oh. There's, like, crumbs coming down Mary Berry's face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gorgeous. But it, I also like men like him. I'm just like, why, why get in relate? Like, why be in a relationship? Just yeah, just hook up with people and like live your life. Why be in committed relationships and create like Tasmanian devil craziness everywhere you go? Yeah, just oh hook up God. with he's people. It's like a little British Tasmanian devil. <laughs> yeah, it's so unnecessary. Blue eyed, like- spinning around, messing everybody's lives up. <laughs> I mean, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Like, I... She was yeah. impressed. Yeah. He can bake you bread? Like, yeah. the best bread ever? Oh, my God. I mean, God. he had me at bread. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You had me at proofing drawer. <laughs> he's a troll. I yeah. do love that he has a Get thing for, into like, my proofing drawer. <laughs> like, barmaids and, like, landladies, which I guess is what they call, like, a bar, bar manager. He likes, yeah. he wants to stay in the neighborhood. He wants to keep it local. He uh-huh. doesn't want a long commute. I'm going yep. there anyway. She yeah. owns the yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah, I may as well be able to have sex in the bathroom when I go. <laughs> a free pint. <laughs> yeah. God. I would, I mean, look, I would, I, yeah, I would allow my life to be like completely like uprooted for like a couple years because of him. I think he's beautiful. Mm. My mom actually always sends me really like inappropriate Oof. texts about him that like crosses a lot of boundaries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like first of all, I don't like that I'm watching this at the same time as you, and we're both like le- like lusting after the same man. Like, that's not gonna fly <laughs> for me. First of all, 
Oh my God. I love that. I would love to get a screenshot of some of those texts. Yeah, they are. I'm like, can oh. you stop telling me what you would do all Hollywood? He's now, We're I now have like a me. poke and a pint is in my head now for Paul Hollywood. Just yeah. pop down for a poke, poke and a pint. A pint. <laughs> a peg and a pint. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. And then oh, that, what's her name is from the kitchen, right? Man. Oh, Marcella. I think so. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah, she, oh, yeah. she like left the yeah, kitchen. Right. I'm obsessed with her because she is. She's one of those people who on TV can't even fake being nice for a minute. She literally, she can't, I, I like get goosebumps. I literally have goosebumps something about it. She can't fake being nice and I love it. And she didn't get along with her castmates and she just disappeared from the show um. randomly. They were like, oh, she wants to spend more time with her kids. Like, Okay. <laughs> Wasn't she always sporting like a top bun? Yes. Didn't she always have like a yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I and whenever they people. would talk, if she was like cooking and they made commented on her food, she would always say, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute." And she would stop them from talking on camera. Don't I was obsessed. Me. I know, right? That's my Paul. Oh, that's that my P. Excellent. My P. Hollywood. So that's the nice bread, the nice uh, bread base of this scandal sandwich. <laughs> Uh, now bringing in the sizzling meat of it all is uh, is going to be Troy. Okay, so mine is cliche. And you know, I love like a cliche story that everybody knows, but like doesn't like look at the right way. Oh, mine is like actually, it's going to shock you how actually cliche mine is, but I just have so many thoughts about it. It's Mariah and Jennifer Lopez. I just find <sighs> it to be so, I'm so like blown away by how like miss in like misunderstood that whole thing is i guess just because it's like a meme people think it's like funny but it's like right, a right. really crazy never it's un, it's like a forever ongoing situation like i don't think it will ever as long as mariah carey and jennifer lopez are both famous like it won't ever not be a mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. so basically the root of it is like the true root of mariah and jennifer jennifer is that like you know, Mariah was in this totally abusive relationship with Tommy Mottola. Like, totally, mm-hmm. like, horrendously abusive. Like, armed guards watching her. Men with machine guns at their house watching her every day. Like, ca- like phones being tapped. Not yeah. being allowed to leave her house. Having to go places with security that are, like... Like, she was the original Britney, if we're being honest. Like, we should have yeah. been able to free Mariah a million years ago. And, you know, he's, like, super, super crazy and has, like, made her a star, basically. So she's, like, a slave to him. Mm-hmm. He's psychotic. And she finally, like, leaves him. But when she leaves him, she's still stuck under a contract with his record label. So even though she's not with him anymore, she's the umbrella of her whole career is owned by him mm-hmm. still. Yeah. You know? So she has to, like jump through hoops to make things happen with her career herself because he's like doing everything he can to make Mariah Carey not be famous anymore, which is insane. Mm -hmm. So she finally works up the strength to like leave this psychotic guy who's had like a gun to her head for years, but literally basically. And she's like working on this project. She's working on glitter 
And Jennifer Lopez comes along. And the only reason that Jennifer Lopez is famous, which by the way, I'm a fan of Jennifer Lopez. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. I like Jennifer. I don't know. <laughs> I am. I love her, Selena. Love her, Selena. Yes, face. But I'm. I'm. <laughs> she gave. Okay, it, I'll I'll interject my my tiny uh, Jennifer Lopez. It's a one sided feud that only I have ever participated in because she <laughs> should never ever think of me for any any reason. This was like a million years ago in like I think it was Movie Line magazine. Um, she gave an interview and she shat on like Gwyneth Paltrow and uh Winona Ryder and I can't remember there was another actress that she was kind of like insulting and saying how She's annoyed when actresses step into music because that's her craft. And my eye like starts to roll because I can't. <laughs> start like, Honey, <laughs> come on. And then um, Madonna had a party in Miami and all the women that uh, like three or four of the women that she talked about were there. And then to the party and they all like shaded her and like a mean girls like iced her out wouldn't let her like sit at the table and like you can't sit with us um and then jennifer lopez sent like beautiful bouquets of white rich lady uh like flower arrangements to all the women like apologizing saying i uh, my quotes were taken out of context like that's not what how it was said and blah 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 but the writer of the article was like i have it on tape like yeah what you said you were talking shit about other women in the industry you for some reason thought i wasn't going to use it it was like the the article yeah so anyway it's because she taught a writer she said when a writer was a k actress and that was like that's winona man that's yeah, winona show some respect. yeah i mean she's like notoriously mean so to that's women. that's where which normally i love but i right. think it was because she attacked Free, my free Winona, my baby Winona, mm. that I was just like, <laughs> she's just got a real yes, complicated. Some, some, it's like a whole weird I, thing. Yeah. Like it's it's like it's a weird thing to be a Jennifer Lopez fan because it's like you're rewarding someone. First of, it's like okay, so like she, Tommy Matola was like, I'm going to take this girl and use her as a tool to twist a knife in Mariah Carey. Literally, like, the reason that Mar- that she is a famous person is because Tommy Mottola wanted to take down Mariah. Like, that's why Jennifer Lopez has a career, which is insane to think about. And it's crazy. he, you know, he signed her because he thought that she'd be able to, like, you know, obviously corner this, like, market that nobody had cornered before and which she did. And she's done so many amazing things. And that's what makes it really complicated. It's like, she was like kind of the first person to do so many things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to give her some credit, but it's all because of Tommy Matola. Not to say that she's not talented, but you know, it's like a weird mm-hmm. thing. It's like a weird. Yeah. Back right. And right. And there's a lot of talented people who don't get a break, but yeah. exactly. She had, the, have, yeah, yeah. she had the talent and she had this incredible, like opportunity incredible break yeah. yeah she had a really big yeah. powerful machine behind her and 
you know, it like leads me to glitter, which like, you know, is sad. I mean, it's like, it's really, really sad that like, you know, we look at that time in Mariah's life as like this time when she just like had a breakdown. Like she was just like being wacky, but it's like, no, a man behind the scenes was like doing everything he could to drive her fucking crazy on Mm -hmm. purpose. And he knew what he was doing and it was working and he was using this girl. And then it's like Jennifer Lopez knew that, which is the thing that I think is insane. That Jennifer Lopez knew that she was a tool for Tommy Mottola to fuck with this woman who's done nothing to her. And she like really leaned into it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, Glitter happens, and he goes out of his way to make sure all of these songs that Mariah Carey has, like, tried to get the rights to use samples of that Jennifer Lopez then gets them first. So he's literally contacting people in the industry and being like, hey, what are you working on Mariah Carey with? Calling, like, Ja Rule, calling, like, Fat Joe, calling Irv Gotti, calling Ashanti, like, calling everybody it, who's working with these people and being like, what is she doing? Let's do it first. So Ooh. like, yeah. So like Jennifer Loper, yeah, Mariah had a version of I'm Real that was with Ja Rule. And yeah. he found out and then he made it first and they released it first so then she couldn't release hers. There's literally a song on Glitter that sounds identical the same melody the same beat the same samples in the background as i'm real but she wasn't able to release it because he beat her to it and then there was another song uh, i think lover boy was a song that she had to release kind of like as a last minute thing because he stole he he bought the rights to the song while she was in negotiation for it and he's tommy matola so obviously anything Mm -hmm. he wants like he owns sony Mm -hmm. Yeah. He'll get it and he'll win. Right. So he totally, totally just drove her crazy during that whole time and like manipulated the the press into thinking that she was just like this crazy lunatic woman. And I just think the whole thing is nuts. And it's just like such a weighted thing for Mariah Carey to say, like, no, I don't know her. Like, fuck her. She helped try and ruin my fucking life. Like, it's not just like a, she snubbed me at an, an Oscar event kind of thing. It's like, no, she, she took part in trying to, like, make me go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it, yeah. She participated in, like, the manipulation. And, like, yeah. Mariah was such a baby when she first came on to the scene, too. Like, I can't imagine I being trapped in that world for so long and having to go out and perform and then come back, like, back and forth oh and go live at home with that psychopath and like on top of it then you have jennifer lopez who i mean i don't know if you guys have ever watched these videos on youtube it's a whole rabbit hole but like jennifer lopez has never sang any of the of her own songs do you know this i had heard that before i know who is she? She was married to um i know her daughter has an amazing voice yeah she's but you know but you never, J-Lo, like, you never hear her. So, like, who, sa- who sang for her? So, Tommy Mottola and Jennifer Lopez came up with this, like, formula for her music that they, I don't know if they still do it because she's been outed, but all of her hits, I mean, literally every hit she had from If You Had My Love, which was, like, her first song, to, like, 
well beyond like journey from the block i'm real all of that stuff everything they would have a uh a, a, they were always black women they would have a black woman come in and like write her a song and then mm-hmm. sing it and, and do like the sample of it how like you know kesha and like lady gaga used to do like there's always like a version of mm-hmm. them singing some other person's song you know because they wrote yeah. it and then instead of her singing it <laughs> herself you know the song or whatever that she's taking they just keep that woman's vocals and Jennifer kind of like chimes into her songs. Mm. So there are songs where the chorus is entirely somebody else and her and Tom, because it's Tommy Matola protecting her because she's his like princess. They don't give writing credit to anyone, anyone. So like none oh of my those God, women. So fucked. Yeah. None of those women have writing credit, and a lot of them never gave rights to for her to use their songs. But Tommy Matola gets what Tommy Matola wants, Ooh. and they that is it's is horrible. he just taking all the money? He's just taking all the writing credits and the publishing credits. I think that he he takes really good care of her because she she's like such a willing participant, oh. and they're like they're basically like crooks, like they're like um. They're like old school, like Goodfellas crooks. Like they like have a racket going. You know what I mean? Like they like show up to a deli and kick the door in and say like, "We're you have to pay us now." You know what I mean? Like that's basically what they do to people. Her marriage with Alex Rodriguez is making so much sense to me right now because yeah. he's like the bad boy of baseball who <laughs> did all these steroids, and he is now an announcer for MLB, and everybody's all pissed about it because he basically he got caught and he cheated. Right. And you're not really supposed to in like the baseball world like praise that or right. celebrate that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's I do, crazy. I can't get over that writing credit thing. That is so insane. That is how that's like that is such a good paycheck if you can get a writing credit for a hit song. Yeah. You keep seeing that over and over again. If someone covers it, you see it. Like that is so cruel and so yeah. messed up. And, like, for so many of those women that do just write songs for other people, like, that's their career. Like, mm-hmm. that's how people become famous. Like, that's how people yeah. like Bonnie McGee and Kesha and girls like that make a career. Uh, yeah. Like, by writing songs for people and getting credit because then people know their writing style. Yeah. So these women, yeah. like, Ashanti just so happened to get really famous, but she was, like, trapped in the J-Lo machine, too, where she just kept mm. writing songs for J-Lo. And Tommy wouldn't give her any credit for them. And she's, like, her voice is in so many J-Lo songs because she's singing them and J-Lo isn't singing them. I'm so deep diving this. I did <laughs> not know. I'd heard it before. Someone had mentioned that, me, to, that to me before, but I never really paid it any mind. I was like, oh, of course. But that is so. Yeah. So when you hear Jennifer, Mariah Carey say she doesn't know her, it's like, it's well-deserved for her to say that. Like, no, girl, I don't know you. Yeah, I'm on uh, Team Mariah. Yeah. My God. That <laughs> yeah. was good beat. That I didn't mine. know. That was a thick, juicy steak. <laughs> yes. I liked it. Yes. Because I, I didn't know a lot of, I didn't know any of the song credit stuff. I had no idea. I just yeah. thought, it, probably like most people, I never looked beyond the surface. It was just like, oh, it's like just two divas. They're, right. they're mm-hmm. just equal like too famous and they, they can't possibly get along can't be in the same room with each other yeah i have no idea why my, the last thing i'll say excited. 
you'll notice that like when Jennifer Lopez talks about Mariah, she's so nice. She's so, I mean, she is like an, I mean, literally she's like, I'm a fan. I love her because it's like, she knows that Mariah could fucking end her if she wanted to. And Mariah knows it. And like how crazy that Mariah is like taking the moral high ground for so long. She could end her if she wanted to her whole life. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like <laughs> all day tomorrow. I'm just kidding. For of Katie's conspiracy theory right now. <laughs> She's going to do some deep dives. I love. That is wild. Ooh, I never okay. know. Yeah. We, you can clearly tell we did not plan this because we're not good planners. Um, <laughs> my top to this scandal sandwich is going to be a big old thick slice of white bread. This is why I picked this person. This is an actor who is very like middle America appealing to like my mom loved him. So that's about the speed. I was also mentioning to Troy that um, a work friend, Donna, Mm -hmm. uh, work, a work coworker slash real life friend has tormented me with a part of this scandal for years. And I faced my fear and we'll, we'll get into it. I'm going to do Thomas Gibson, a.k.a. Hotch from Criminal Minds. Okay. Also, a.k.a. Greg from Dharma and Greg. Oh, my yes. God. Okay. okay. Oh, my, I don't even know anything about this. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay. It was a catfishing game where he was the victim of a catfish. Oh. It's fantastic. Here we go. Let's begin. Okay. Thomas Gibson. Uh, is from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, his mom was a social worker. Dad was a lawyer who served in the South Carolina State Senate and House and was a liberal Democrat. Uh, just throwing that in there for the times that we we're living in. Right. Um, Good to know. He, yeah. <laughs> so he came from, from solid, solid folk. I guess they're not Midwestern, solid Southern folk. Uh, he started acting, performing at a very young age. And he graduated with the Bachelor of Fine Arts from Juilliard in 1985. He started his acting career in theater. Uh, He was like on and off Broadway for about 10 years. And was a waiter at Tavern on the Green. Um, He started his TV career uh, like many actors do in soap operas and some legal dramas in 1987. He was in As the World Turns and Another World. Uh, he was also, uh, he his first film was in 1992 and far and away, he played Tom Cruise's rival, hmm. uh, who was hot for Kidman's character. And then in 1993, he appeared on Tales of the City. It was a PBS miniseries that was, um, it was controversial for its time because it depicted gay, transgender, bisexual characters, drag queens. There was a lot of nudity, sexual situations, and drug use, and very explicit language. Um, then he got on Chicago Hope from 94 to 98. Oh, my And then God. from 1996, <laughs> yes, from 1997 to 2002, he played Greg on Dharma and Greg. Um, and he was nominated for two Golden Globes uh, as Greg. A, like, super... Uh, he was from a very, in Darby and Greg, he was like from a really conservative family mm-hmm. and he was a lawyer mm-hmm. and 
Dharma was the free spirit, like child of hippies. And they met in San Francisco, like on the subway or like on public transport or something. And she had a and trampoline like a, for a bed. Yeah, she was trampoline for a bed. It was a whole like opposite attract love story. But like kind of grown out like, pixie cut. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. Darling of Scientology. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'm adding this side note. He, he appeared in my favorite of his roles as Kanaka, the surf daddy in 2000s Psycho Beach Party. Oh a film God. nobody ever has, nobody's ever no, seen. I, I worship and love. It started out as a play. Um, it's a kitschy mix of 50s psychological thrillers, 60s surf movies, and 70s slasher films. It was originally an off-Broadway play by Charles Bush, who uh, starred in the play as the lead character. But in the movie version, the lead character, whose name is Chicklet, is played by Lauren Ambrose. Uh, Claire from Six Feet Under. I forgot her name from Can't Hardly Wait. Short yes. red hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. She's in uh, that show on, on Apple, whatever, about the baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> this is Lauren Ambrose. Um, the movie also stars Amy Adams, Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander from Buffy, and Kathleen, Robert- Kathleen Robertson, 90210's Claire Arnold, daughter of the Dean when they were in the college years. <laughs> I watched a lot of TV. Okay? <laughs> this is my moment. Um, his biggest role came in 2005 when he was cast as Aaron Hotch Hotchner, the daddy unit chief of the behavioral analysis analysis unit, also known as the BAU on Criminal Mind. So this is when moms across America, like, were you know were here for him. Tall, like very salt of the earth looking, um, all American actor, like you know hero type. Um, his role as Hotch, uh, it's when we see some scandal sparks kind of appear, but nothing that ever got too, too cuckoo. Um, but this is where we see that vanilla white bread exterior start to crumble just a little bit. Um, so there was an article in Variety that said, uh, <laughs> I wrote, uh, he's described as Stephanie Myers, author of Twilight's favorite adjective, mercurial. Just like Edward Cullen. Um, he, he, uh, he had moved to San Antonio, Texas with his family at some point. So still shooting series that filmed mostly in Los Angeles, but he and his family lived in San Antonio. He demanded that production schedule all be, the production schedule all be shifted to suit his needs that allowed him to have maximum flexibility to travel between any shooting location and his family in Texas. So because he was basically like the star of the show was like, I got to get between here and Texas. So you've got to film, you've got to schedule the shoots around where I can be and when. Mm. 2010, they're shooting in downtown LA. It's uh, a scene that involves um, like a car chase scene. And he, Gibson needed to drive quickly across the bridge. Seems they're very simple. But there was confusion about the timing. And after a take, Gibson came out of the car and started yelling at the assistant director. His name is Ian Wolf. Uh, the two of them went at it verbally, like getting in each other's face, arguing about the timing, the scheduling, like it wasn't choreographed properly, blah, 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 blah. Gibson shoved Wolf with both hands, so like oh. two hands to the chest, that man uh, shoved. <laughs> so the incident made a lot of crew members feel really uncomfortable. And uh, it appeared to set off an 
escalation of onset tension for Gibson. So it kind of started a little bit of a domino effect where he started to get really aggressive and <laughs> a really like, I don't know, like a, a, a temper that started to flare up more and more on set. Oh my God. So okay. Three years later, uh, he's arrested for suspicion of DUI in Los Angeles. Uh, he drove through a barricade that had been set up for a nighttime half marathon. <laughs> um, Anybody who's like, I guess anywhere where they would have set this up, it's clearly like, you know what it is. You're not supposed to drive there. In LA, blocked off traffic is like no joke. There is no mistaking a blocked off LA, downtown LA street. <laughs> there is no confusing it for anything other than what it is. A fucking closed road, a closed area. Boy just like drove through it drunk. So he was questioned by police because they detected uh, the smell of alcohol on his breath and asked him to take a breathalyzer. He refused, which means you automatically like lose your license if uh, if you refuse the breathalyzer. Yeah. Um, because you can say, I refuse the breathalyzer. I'd rather my blood be tested for more accurate results. They'll take the blood if you want it to, but you automatically like lose your license. Um, so he was arrested and then later booked and released on $15,000 mm-hmm. bail. So he tried to stall it probably to get his blood level back to more normal levels, but was so hammered that he still was a DUI. Okay. That's like so common. Three more years later, like 2016. Oh, oh, driving through a nighttime marathon, first of all, very LA, but after <laughs> driving drunk, and I think his family was in the car with him. I remember when this happened, like family? reading it and being like, because oh, you know, I love chaos. Yes. Texas family. Okay. In 2016, he was fired after a two week suspension that resulted from another physical altercation on the set. So now this is the second publicized uh, physical altercation. This time, uh, Gibson and series writer and producer Virgil Williams argued about a line in the script that Gibson felt contradicted something else earlier said. But the writer Williams insisted that it needed to remain in the script. So they're arguing about a single line that the actor thinks, oh, this is contradicting something the character said like just a minute ago. But the writer's like, no, 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 we need the line. They start arguing. uh, Gibson was said to have kicked Williams out of anger. Like a grown up adult man kicked another man in the fucking shin. Um, So he denies it. The actor Gibson. 100% 100% denies it. This is what, okay. So this is what I'm told People Magazine. William came, uh, the writer Williams came into the room and Gibson was sharing their exchange about the disputed line. So Gibson was telling other people in the room, hey, this is what just happened. Mm-hmm. And this is a quote. He came into that room and started coming towards me. As he brushed past me, my foot came up and tapped him on the leg. If I hadn't moved, he would have run into me. We had some choice words for which I apologized the next day. And that was it. It was over. We shot the scene. I went home and I never got to go back. Don't you guys hate when you're walking and you, you run into somebody's foot so hard. Your foot accidentally runs into another person's leg who you just so happen to have had a conversation. (laughs) This is when we were kids. My cousin and I used to fake fight. And as one of us walked past, the other one would grab their hair and yank it really hard and go, oh, I'm so sorry, my ring got caught. 
<laughs> this is the grown man version of this. Okay. So his character was sent into TV limbo. Uh, he was in two episodes of season 12, and then it's revealed that his character is put into witness protection plan, into the witness protection plan because his son was being stalked by some killer that the unit had, you know, identified or tried to capture or something. So he just went bye-bye. The series ended anyway, but still, like, that's shitty to have been the star of a hit major network show that people fucking loved. It's always on TV, always on, like, we network or something running reruns and you get booted off at the very end. Sucks. Booted okay. off for booting. His personal life. Yeah. <laughs> not doing any better than his than his professional life. So he filed for divorce from his wife of 20 years in 2014. Okay. It didn't become final until four years later in 2018. Uh, me thinks that that criminal minds money complicated the matters. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she yeah. wanted her cut. Yeah. She deserved it. Okay. So, a lot of people speculate the trouble in the marriage was because he became the victim of this catfishing scheme. <laughs> the catfish God. story would have remained secret had it not been for an ill-advised hot tub selfie video he sent to the woman that was catfishing him. Oh this God. catfishing Romance is wild. Okay. Oh my God. Oh. So, <laughs> a woman in North Dakota, which is red flag number one. Right. right. Please don't come at me, North Dakota. But she contacted him on Twitter, red flag number two. Oh my Nothing good will start of a relationship that began with Twitter DM. Let's be honest. So, this was in 2011. She contacted him via Twitter and was like, Hey, I'm a sexy person on the internet, and I really like you. It's All cold the up here. She sent him were from porn. We're from porn sites. It's very cold. So she would just send him pictures that she found on porn sites of porn <sighs> actresses, saying that it was her. She chose um, the same actress each time. Was she? Yes, she did choose okay. the same. She she stuck with it. She thought it out. <laughs> She's like sending um, different race women. Different way he never noticed. Yeah. Um. So she said, I'm a really big fan and I'm hot. Look at my photo. Um, and I mean, the ego of a man, the ego of a straight man. I'm, I suspect anybody that what is the biggest red flag when somebody like likes me? I'm like, oh, something's not right. Yeah. Something is not adding up. Right. Let me Hello. research this a little bit. You're like, I'm like, you psychopath. Leave me alone, you <laughs> Nobody psycho. Nobody wants. Yeah. Exactly. You all are raised right. Thank you. Um, okay so uh he and his lady friend they carried out a two-year relationship that only happened with text messages emails and phone calls no like face-to-face because she was not gonna match the pictures that she had sent him okay so this whole time she's just using um She's using videos, I think, like of whatever porn star actress she chose. Anything that was like a solo, like a masturbation video, she would send it to him, like download it and send it to him and saying it was her, like performing for him. Like, you know, like this is a video of me masturbating, I'm sending to you. Um, so this is a grown man, married man, father of three. He filmed himself in a hot tub in Utah oh, while they, no. he and his family were on Christmas vacation. 
I can't bear it. No, I can't. <laughs> this is this is where my work wife, our friend Donna, comes in. She has tormented me with this video. She's tried to make me watch it. I I can't even watch like people karaoke <laughs> in a subpar kind of way because the uh, like the, the secondhand embarrassment in me is so strong. Like I sometimes feel physically uncomfortable. <laughs> Katie has seen it. Many of my friends have seen it. They've tested it. It is real. So Donna tried to get me to watch this video so many times. I'm at work, headphones on, I'm watching it. It goes two seconds of it rolls by and I was like, no, I'm out. Goodbye. <laughs> he like punched the screen. Off the screen. Screen. I can't, I can't, I can't watch it. Can't watch it. Stick in the so shins. You're like, I gotta go. For you, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. For you two precious angels, I muscled my way through it. I watched oh. the video. It's on TMZ. You can look it up. Okay. Very, very embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> first of all, he looks crazy drunk, which is why I, I went out really fast. Is that uh, he's? It's the dad angle where it's like from down here, oh. like the video is taken from like the chin oh. up upwards. Mm-hmm. He's in a beautiful snow background behind him because it's Christmas time in Utah, um, and he's in a hot tub, and he's got like a drunk, very glassy eyed clearly very drunk and it kind of like is a slow a, a hard slow blink to start okay Whew. very awkward smile uh his eyes are doing the felix the cat because i think he his family could walk in or out onto where he is at any moment and so his eyes are darting around and then <laughs> he opens up with i swear to god a two second pause so it's just him you can just hear the <laughs> of like the jacuzzi going on and he's just like left, right, left, right, left for like ten seconds. He doesn't say a word, and then he says, "It's really beautiful around here." He finds something floating in the hot tub, and he says, "It's a gun, like toy gun." And then he like takes it out, and he's like, "The FBI agents, we uh, have their guns on them at all times." So he kind of is doing like a character thing with her. Oh, okay. And then he's like telling a story about where he pretends to be like an FBI agent about like a fake interaction. Oh God. Then he <laughs> dissolves into talking about his kids playing Xbox downstairs. What? And he says like his kids are playing Xbox downstairs and they're just yelling at each other. Uh, kind of like starting to complain about his family on their Christmas vacation Hot. with their father. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then he makes it a point to say, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm wearing clothes. I'm not naked. So you know he's a hundred percent fully naked, yeah. stroking it, like yeah. just under cameras. Yeah, fully clothed. <laughs> um, then he just says, "Like, oh, I don't really know what to say. I guess I'll, I'm going to send this, and I'll call you later." Then to the second video, and now it's completely dark out, so it's nighttime. Same day, same day, nighttime. He's staring and looking into the house, like he's looking like past the camera, like doing this. Because I think he can probably hear people in the house and is making sure nobody's coming out. Again, real hot. Oh, God. Um, everything in the, the, there's a blue light in the hot tub. So he's explaining to her that there's a blue light in the hot tub. And that's why everything looks blue. Because a dir. Um, and then he just says, like, I don't know what to say. I'm not, I'm not really sure what to say. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this to you and then, and you tell me what you want me to say. And that's it. And he just sends it to her. Um, I mean, I've had elevator conversations with strangers <laughs> with more sexual tension. 
but he's hammered and maybe like hasn't sent her something with the family around. I don't know. And he's but, like, it seems like he's like learning how to like sex. Like, yes. Or yes, whatever. I'm doing the, I'm doing the sex. Yeah. Oh God. So after two years of this, he finally somehow figures out that he's been a bamboozled. <laughs> uh, maybe he Google background, but like the Google image search. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But he finally realizes that like, oh, this person is not who they say they are. I'm being tricked. He has his lawyers reach out to her and demand that she cut off contact. So she does what any reasonable woman would do. She sends the fucking videos to TMZ. Of course. Uh, with, I guess, stipulation that they never released her name and TMZ mm. to get the scoop, like agrees and protects her name. So her name still isn't known. I couldn't find it in any of the <sighs> like articles I googled. So uh, they got the video out of it and the bigger name, like, so the bigger story and her name got like just quieted, like just got blanked out of it. Um, I looked him up to see like, well, maybe he's bounced back. No. Oh, he has starred in exactly one project since Criminal Minds ended. It's called Shadow Wolves. And it has a scorching 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, okay. Can we stop there for a quick second? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's the end of my tale. Do you know what you have to be to be a three on IMDb? <laughs> I mean, you really like, have to. His hot tub video probably would score a higher rating. Yeah. Three <laughs> yeah. is like. That is. Actually, I'm Just like more scandal. I'm more scandaled yeah. by the, the IMDb yeah. rating. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if I allow myself to think about it too much, it gets too dark and sad. But I start to think like, ooh, like a talent. It seems like he was a talented actor. There are right. many, but he <laughs> was able to get into like network TV. So he, you know, he seemed to be doing all right. Right. And maybe the booze got him. Like booze let him down a rocky path and maybe he's kind of like going through it and then I start feeling bad for him and then I was like, no, relay back, take it back, yeah. take it back to where it's fun. Where it's yeah, yeah, fun, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Watch the video, watch the video. So in 2011, so from 2011 to 2013, he was having this affair and then divorces his wife in like 2013 or 14 and he filed for divorce, not her. Okay. So he filed for divorce and then it took about four years for the divorce to become final. And that's kind of, I think, like where the acting kind of stalled. So maybe he was waiting for the divorce to be final before he took on more roles because like money. But it seems like maybe it's not just the money. Maybe it's a little bit of the. You know, that's what's so weird about actors like actors like him, especially like like 90s network actors who don't work for a long time. Like you can all of a sudden find out that they have been living like I don't know, Shelly Duvall or something for like, yes. you just don't know. Or like, <laughs> like a fucking, uh, like Heather Locklear or like Laura Flynn yeah. Boyle. Oh. And then like, oh, Laura Flynn Boyle is at like Whole Foods looking like actual death. And her oh my God, Katie, have been- you ever seen these, these photos? Oh. No, oh. I'm going to look. I will look up Laura Flynn Boyle before and after. I love that Troy and I both know I was horrified and 
completely transfixed by these photos. She's parked in front of like a Whole Foods. Like I think it's like the Whole Foods in Hollywood. <gasps> oh, yeah. I've seen these. No, no, no. Yeah. I take it and back. she's <gasps> chugging, but it's like a Johnny Walker blue bottle. Yeah. So she's yes. like a, she's fancy drunk. <laughs> she's just chugging out of a bottle sitting in the parking lot. And she was, I mean, not to be like that person, but like, I mean, Laura Flynn Boyle was one of the most beautiful women that mm-hmm. has ever mm-hmm. existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that weird like network star thing where it's like, oh, they've, they haven't worked in 10 years and it's because they've been locked in their house just yeah. fucking drinking everything they yeah. can or whatever. It's really crazy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad, but I kind of like live for it. Oh, of course. <laughs> I can't. I'm a terrible person. I, I can't. I can't help it. Trust me. It's like, yeah. I get it. No, it's nuts, though. That's wild. You know that yeah. he's probably... How is Dr. Phil not... Dr. Phil is actually probably trying to, like, break into our Zoom meeting right now. <laughs> how does he not know that that happened to that guy? Dr. Phil's ears just perked up. Yeah. <laughs> he woke up from a cool I just love... Yeah. I just love that he was so, He was so, like, very white bread. You would just look at him mm-hmm. and be like, oh, it's just some, like, Midwestern guy. Yeah. Came to LA, got a lucky break, and like has just been doing this like criminal minds thing for because he didn't really do a whole lot otherwise. Yeah. Um, and then you just find out like, oh, there's just like it's like a lasagna of darkness. So mm-hmm. many layers yeah. of like lasagna booze and filth <laughs> and porn, and you can't even figure out that it's a fake photo. Like it's 2011 to 13, cell phones fully existing. Right. Um <laughs> A, a way to communicate. She lived in North Dakota. Like you could drive there. You could fly. Like there's ways to do this. And it's two years to figure out that it's it's all a bamboozle. And like not to be a a true hell like a hellscape person, but like good for her finding like the premier catfish situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, is never going to be found out. She got to catfish like this like pseudo famous person for a, a few years and see some weird dark shit. And yeah. got a check from TMZ. Yeah. And there there weren't a lot of details other than that and the videos. Like there really weren't many many details, like if he ever sent her money or anything. I assume he maybe at least sent her gift. Yeah. Maybe not like big dollar dollar bills, but maybe like gifts were sent, thing. I don't know. He couldn't figure out how to like FaceTime with her, so maybe I don't know if he could figure out how to Amazon something to her. <laughs> I would love to TBD, know the porn star. Who was the? Oh, por- me too. I was thinking, who did she choose? Who Who did you think was into you, sir? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From North Dakota, like who did you think? Yeah, he's like I'm chatting couldn't, with Jenna yeah. Jameson. Huh. Wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty name. And who? Yeah. And <laughs> pretty girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the see. hot tub video pulled up on my phone. I cannot wait to watch you, it. Oh, I should get it ready for mine too. It, it's, <laughs> the whole thing is like less than a minute, maybe if even that, but that initial like, Oh, painful, long, <laughs> awkward pause before he was like, so, really beautiful out here. Like a um, fucking dad chatting with like a, a teen victim who just can't figure it out. Like it's just embarrassing. Oh, I can't wait. He ruined Kanaka for me. He was <laughs> so hot and weird in that movie. And he ruined it for me. I and mean, he, he can get it. 
kind of. He can kind of get it until yeah. I realize, like, oh, this is why I can't know about your real life. <laughs> like, like I, I, need, get. I can't. And it's my own fault for digging <laughs> and for like looking. Doctor Boyfriend doesn't believe me when I say that like part of my celebrity crushes and fantasies involve their real personality because he was just like, why? I was like, because I'm an overthinker and I'm a woman. Like I, yeah, I take it all into it all all goes into the equation. <laughs> yeah. What's around my head? Yeah, because he was like, I like he's like, no, I can just like you can just like um, what did he say? He's like, you can just sexualize someone and just have the fantasy and like I'm not thinking about what they're gonna say. And I was like, the first thing I think of oh is like, God. what are we gonna eat together? <laughs> what would we listen to? Yeah. Who would like you know? Like, would he? I don't know. Would would he or she like? bring a fresh towel for me for the bath because I would because that's the kind of you know generous lover I am I will bring you a fresh <laughs> towel um, because I had said how I had a crush on Chris Pratt this was before I learned about his very churchy yeah, yeah, yeah. right leaning ways but I had said like oh I prefer Andy Dwyer to yes, like super totally. fit Jurassic mm-hmm. Park and he's like yeah. bullshit and I was like uh uh-uh. uh no. like, look Mm-mm. Andy Dwyer would like you would like sit around, drink, get high, and eat pizza with. Yeah. yeah. The other dude is counting his calories, judging me for everything I'm eating, and I don't need that kind of judgment in my life. And he was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. "Whoa, <laughs> why are you overthinking?" And I was like, "Because that's the full fantasy for <laughs> a lot of people who overthink things, who happen to be ladies. It's like it's the full fantasy means like I need the full." package like i i have to know as little about your personality as possible otherwise it'll ruin it because i can't watching that video learning like <laughs> ooh, the cheating on the wife was like oh i'm out i feel Adios, like you Greg. can date that Adios, back to Kanaka. like you can like trace that back to like even when people are hormonal as like teenagers and like mm-hmm. like teenage girls sort of like f- literally fall in like a manic love with like yeah yeah, mm-hmm. a pop star, or you or cry about a stranger you've never met before. Yeah, mm-hmm. like their poster, and like literally, oh. like you think that they like really are. You know what I mean? Like they like are a thing. Whereas a guy is just like like a literal fucking brute. Katie knows my my dark confessions about my bop and teen beat posters. <laughs> I used to read how tall the actors were, and then I would measure it on my wall, and then put their poster so that their face would be where the height was so i could make out with them that's actually i love it so much i mean i to measure (laughs) (laughs) always thinking always thinking. i was like kurt cameron would be around here Corey feldman right about here i had excellent taste clearly and then um dr boyfriend does not like hearing that my first celebrity crush boy george I was like, I stand by my choices, <laughs> sir. You can see the evolution. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the evolution of it. He was like, like please he loves ne- me. <laughs> never tell- yeah. yeah. He was like, please never tell anybody that story. And I was like, great. Now I'm going to say it to everybody I know. <laughs> also, like, I, I used to always love when my friends would get really, like, like, I had a really good friend, Monica, who I used to ride the bus with every day. And she was, like, really, really, she was, like, a JT head. She was like was so into Noodlehead fucker, like lived for Noodlehead. She Noodlehead loved JT, and obviously I was like a Britney, like I was in quotes in love with her too, or whatever. Didn't want to be her or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and she would be so like volatile and like like belligerently angry because 
she's a slut and she's dating him. But it like, it wasn't like funny. Like she was actually like, she would like freak me out with the shit she'd say. And I'd be like, girl, you're not going, first of all, you're 13. So you're not going <laughs> to like, like, what are you're insane. Let me make a demented confession that not even Katie knows because it was a dark memory. I had repressed until just this moment. I remember I used to write in a journal every day and this was, I mean, I must've been about nine years old, if that, so you may not even have been born yet, but there was a show on the TV called Miami Vice. Don Johnson was the star. (laughs) Apparently, I don't even remember loving Don Johnson this much, but I distinctly remember going through my old like diaries and there was a rumor at one point that over like a salary dispute, Mark Harmon was going to take over the role of Don Johnson if they couldn't hammer out the contract, like the new like salary or whatever. And in my diary writing, I will kill Mark Harmon if he tries to take Don. Where was this passion for Don Johnson? I don't know. But nine-year-old-ish me was full of it. So much passion for Don Johnson. Because Mark Harmon dared. To throw his name into the ring, yeah. And you like really like you. But that's the level of it. it. You're like, no, I will kill. I, yeah, no, I will kill. I should, probably shouldn't even have said that, but I will kill in my mind. Yeah, uh, only blood will mind. be shed. Mark, yeah, blood will harm and blood will be shed by my hand if he dares. Yeah. So you know. We're passionate people. We're passionate. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, passionate gals. We're passionate people, and we need to sometimes take the whole package into consideration. And yep. I, it's not just about the physical, the gentle love making of it all. Yep. It is what will we eat before yep. and after? Yes. Um, will you put on your pants and go pick up the food from the front door that's been yep. delivered? That's what I need to know about my men's. Like, the, will the you people get annoyed I that I wear your about. clothes home? Yeah. Will you let me Do like, you know that sleep in your hoodies? This this shirt belongs to Dr. Boyfriend. He doesn't know I I stole it. <laughs> he didn't need it. I needed it. No, I get it. Uh, I love it though. I love the like I think it's hilarious. I like would give anything to go back to that time and just like listen to my friends talk about the guys that they had crushes on from like Teen Beat, because they were like literally psychotic huh? conversations. But at the time I didn't know that they were. Yeah. Psycho. There is nothing more frightening in this world. I mean, now maybe there's some exception. But in <laughs> normal times. Right. When things are like there's no pandemic. Right. You know, it's not like a hot garbage uh, in the government. In normal times, there right. is nothing more frightening than a teenage girl. Nothing matter. Nothing more passionate yep. nothing meaner yes. than a fucking teenage girl yes yeah like Correct. reading you to fill yes and back waiting yeah. for you to come <laughs> back around and then going going at it one more time yes nothing scarier than a teenage girl to me one thousand percent yeah absolutely yeah. Girls can like they're like daddy issues weight problems like they know they're like oh huh. yeah huh. Mm-hmm. okay i'll store that, that velociraptor like, sniffing sniffing mm-hmm. in the air yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell, you hate your feet. You got two yeah. friends flanked on the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Those then they the come out of the room see. and just like shoot yeah. people yeah. at you. <laughs> like, <"Ugh!" laughs> 
shoot toxic sludge at your face. Oh God, somebody please remake Jurassic Park with teenage, with teenage girls. girls. Yeah. <laughs> Just teenage oh, girls with the God. internet on their phone. <laughs> a, a beautiful, beautiful scandal sandwich that we created. Yeah. I'm so excited. I love, it I forget perfect. that we're recording sometimes, so I know we're having a good time. Oh, it was delicious. Thank you guys for having me on. This was so fun. Oh my God. You were a treat in a dream. (laughs) Literally anytime. Seriously. Same. You guys should come on together. We can do like a, we can do another thing like this. We figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Technology. We can do like. You two millennials figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't help. (laughs) No, that'd be super fun. We should do this again. We'll just find another channel. Oh God. Yeah, teenage girls. We yeah, yeah. Teenage the teenage (laughs) girls as we'll harness it, bring back the memories. It'll be great. Yeah, I'll try to find that diary (laughs) I kept. Um, so Troy, would you like to tell all the uh, as I lovingly call them, only to myself, the bottomites, um, (laughs) about where to find you, where to listen to you. Yeah, Uh, my podcast is called Dunzo, with an exclamation point. It helps when you search. Uh, and um, yeah, it's on iTunes and Stitcher and all the things. And I'm on the internet at Troy McGeady. It's M-C-E-A-D-Y. And uh, yeah. You should go listen I to love it. it. It's amazing. Listen, amazing. Uh, as we record, we are in the almost final stretch. The penultimate final stretch of your Whitney Houston series, which yeah. is, I mean, <laughs> I was a Whitney. There are some moments that you're talking about. Like I remember listening to this as a kid, loving it. I had no idea about a lot of what you've uncovered. Like I didn't know about a lot of the drug issues, uh, the history of drug use. Um, I, until really as an adult, I didn't know about the controversy with her music and how it was received by African-Americans. And I had no idea because I was like, in childhood oblivion when I yeah. first heard of Whitney Houston and that's like where she lived in my mind. Um, so amazing, amazing deep dive. I, when we had a brief pause and you weren't on referred to you as a pop culture archeologist. Yes. Uh, Cause amazing. you do the deep dives. I want that on your business card. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like writing that down. Are you serious? <laughs> deep dives on what you might think are going to be shallow subjects like oh no 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 let us just look at what the the britney spears of it all if you think that that is a shallow pool my friend you are mistaken a I lot joke of with my mom about like stuff. Yeah. this it's basically like it's me having lived 32 years and been like manic about things that i think aren't trivial and people making fun of me for liking them, mm. you know? And it's like, this is really just me, like, being 13 years old and, like, screaming in my room. That's what this podcast is, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to say, we, we're very, 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 oh very, gosh. very, so grateful for Troy coming on, sharing his, uh, his pop culture wisdom with some celebrity scandals, a little, like, break from what from what's happening a little break from reality just to sit in some good old-fashioned scandal scandal that doesn't affect you drama it's my favorite yeah. <laughs> watching chaos and drama 
that has nothing to do with me that I am like, yeah, not even in the same universe. As. Especially with um, wealthy people. Oh, oh. oh God. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. To see a white man trip and fall. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, please, please do yourself a favor. Listen to Dunzo, the Dunzo podcast. Uh, we'll link everything. Can, yeah, we'll link everything. Dip into the world. There's so much to do. I mean, I've been on a couple times. You can like listen to those. Yeah. Time. But um, the Whitney thing that's happening right now, the like deeper, deeper dives that you've been doing that are in multiple parts. It sounds like it's a lot. Uh yeah. Every time it comes out, I was telling Troy, my ritual is to listen to it while I'm driving to Dr. Boyfriend's house. So I, it's such a relaxing ride. I'm like leaning forward in that car, listening. Like I did not. What? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so please listen. You'll have a wonderful time. You'll get to listen to that giggle that I love. I live for. Uh, thank you so much, Troy, for coming on and being Absolutely. the uh, meat in our scandal sandwich. It was oh, yeah literally my pleasure i'm like i have a video pulled up that i'm gonna go watch right now that <laughs> please and everybody please look that up yeah me too <laughs> i'm so oh, excited god. <laughs> oh, god. Okay. i'm gonna have to hear about these reactions please please report back to me yes. no trust me you're i'm gonna get a text yes. immediately a message <laughs> this is everything i thought it was gonna be <laughs> oh god i'm cringing so hard i'm like yeah, I'm I'm cringing under underneath this camera angle. I'm all, oh, it's a full Clenched. body cringe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, full body cl- cringe, cringe, clench happening. Okay, so uh, that's it. Yeah. We're uh, the bottom Bible. Um, I don't know. Live, laugh, love. I I'm like so <laughs> discombobulated and sweaty right now that all I can think of is standing in front of the fan. I'm telling Troy, I need, I need a cold drink. I'm ready. And uh, a stiff breeze. I'm ready I'm for my night beer. Take that sound <laughs> clip of you at the end. It's going to be like the theme and then just live, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to forever be the end. The new theme yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> live, laugh, love. <laughs> Vanessa. Oh. All right, kids. All right, have that's going to do it. Have a blessed rest of your Sunday. Warmest Bye, regards. Guys. Warmest <laughs> regards. Tell me what you